Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Stephanie, Rachel, and Cliff. Hello and welcome to Generally Speaking. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And I'm the next neighbor, Rachel Griffin. Rachel, it's so great to have you back this week. I hope you're feeling better. I'm feeling much better. Thank you. Yes. Good. And I'll tell you, um, we were kind of getting a little cozy over here, just Stephanie and I talking. We thought that maybe, you know, hey, we could pull this off without her. I'm not going to tell you again. I'm going to walk out if you keep talking like that. No. we no, it was sad. <clears throat> yeah, it we, was quiet over here. It was. We did not laugh or cackle nearly enough. <laughs> but anyway, I came up, uh, I just Stephanie and I went out to lunch today, and we decided that we had to play this song just for you to come back to. Before you do that, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that sent me warm wishes of getting better mm-hmm. because that was really nice to hear. Well, here's the song. We put it together, and I specially edited it just for you. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Rachel, welcome back to the show. Are you going to play that when I come back from maternity leave, too? I think I will. I I'll want ke- you to. I'll keep that on file. <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk about <clears throat> the island, guys. Alrighty. Well, obviously, there wasn't very much to talk about on the island this week, seeing as how they did a rerun of the pilot. One of the things that I think is cool is that, obviously, there was an opportunity uh, to take a look at Season 1, uh, the pilot, and and within those two episodes, trying to discern, you know, how many things do we see now that we didn't notice then because of the advantage we have of seeing their backstories. And so I, that really played a huge factor for me when I was actually rewatching the episode. That leads me into the discussion, guys, of, of what we're going to do, actually what we'd like to do this summer, and that is uh, what I am now calling the off-season review of season one and two. And uh, and that rhymes, just in case you guys didn't get that. You like that? I don't know. So anyway, um, what we're going to do, or what we'd like to do is, and we talked about it a little bit last week, but we would like to go back and develop a schedule. In fact, Stephanie and I were talking about it at lunch today. We would, mm-hmm. uh, we're working up a schedule, and it looks like we're going to actually start, if we do this, Saturday, June 3rd, and we would continue to go uh, for, I think it's 14 weeks, and we would try to fit in at least two episodes a week and we'll actually have a viewing schedule of what to watch each week and and on Saturdays we would release a podcast to go over that. The feedback has been wonderful uh, so far that people had uh, said that, you know, I'm really interested in doing this. They have lots of friends who want to 
uh, get caught up on what's happening with Lost. A lot of people are waiting until all of Season 2 is available on iTunes so that they can download it and watch Season 1 DVDs and then watch all the episodes uh, that are available on iTunes for Season 2. And that way, they'll just start watching Season 3 along with the rest of the world, obviously. And uh, what better way to bring people in to the podcast than to have us uh, sit down and go through this? There is none. No, there is no, no better, better way. way. <laughs> oh, you guys love I me. Think I think it'll know. be fun. <laughs> it it'll will be. be. Yeah. So uh, one, the one comment that I had gotten from somebody on the uh, forum, and uh, that was this idea that perhaps if we are inviting new people who don't know anything about Lost yet into listening to our podcast during the summer hiatus... Basically, they're concerned. What about all the spoilers that we might let out? And you know, a lot of people Which don't we like could spoilers. Possibly do. Actually, we are definitely going to. However, oh, okay. what was suggested by one of our listeners was that we would actually have like lost one hundred and one section of our podcast, which would be the first half of our podcast, as we review the uh, season one or the season two episode, whatever we happen to be on. We would actually review that from the standpoint of. Okay, what can we talk about this show that's specific to only what's revealed up to this point? And then we would have Lost 401 or 201 or whatever we're going to call it. And we would actually discuss things relevant to that episode given what we know about all of Season 1 and Season 2. So anyway, that's I'm very excited about it. However, uh, to make it possible, we would need at least a thousand of our listeners to participate in this. And so we would want to know that we have at least the support of 1,000 people. So in this week's show notes, I'm going to put a link to a listener poll. And if you are interested in our off-season review of Season 1 and 2, please go to our show notes at ravenscraft.org and cast your vote for saying that, yes, I'll hang out with you guys during the summer and uh, be a part of that. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and move right on into Eric's crazy theory of the week. Shh. I snuck onto the island and I'm looking for clues, but don't ask me how I got this report sent out. It's kind of like an MP3 in a bottle. I figured with a one-week hiatus, I had to get ready for the next string of episodes, except now I'm lost. Literally. Anyway, let's see if we can find some clues. Dude, it's Hurley. What are you doing? That food was for everyone. Please, dude, you can't tell. I won't, but you gotta help me figure out what's going on on the island. Dude, it's been a day. So? I'll tell them about your crush on Libby. Michael! I'm going after my son, and nobody is going to stop me, okay? Wait, hold on. Let me go with you. What the friendly? I come in peace. Where's Michael? Don't worry about Michael. He's not going to find us. What about Walt? Walt's fine. Let me ask you this. How long you been here on the island? A few days. This is not your island. This is our island. Turn around. Go home. I'm going to count to three. <laughs> One. <laughs> Stop. I'm out of here. What is that? 
that be part of the plane? Part of the wreckage? Rem, is that you? I think Eric found Rem on oh, the island. Oh, is that why we haven't heard from him? I think that's why we haven't heard from Rem. So, uh, Eric, if you get this uh, podcast and you're able to download it uh, from the internet in a bottle, uh, <laughs> please uh, tell Rem to give us a call. We know he's been captured by the others, and, and he didn't get a report out to us, so we were really concerned. So at least we know that Eric's on the island running a little reconnaissance for us, and, and, it, and it sounds like Rem may be a... Uh, have uh, been found, so oh, good. that's good. Mm-hmm. Speaking of things being found, what do you guys think about Matthew Fox popping up all over the place? Yeah, in fact, uh, did you catch him on Regis and Kelly this week? No, I didn't see it. Was it good? Yeah, it was it excellent. Was. In fact, um, <laughs> what we're going to do, was, I mean, obviously, you can tell we really don't have a lot to talk about this week. So I'm going to go ahead and just play the full segment from Regis and Kelly, just a little bit edited out. Hey, Matthew. Hey, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm doing well. Matthew, you've been on the show before, right? Yes, once before. You know what? The, I'm trying to think of different questions because we've had men, men, many members of the cast on the show, and we've asked them all the usual questions. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you something. You know the plane you were flying on when it crashed in the island? Yes. Where were you all going? <laughs> That's Los Angeles, a great I question. Los, Los Angeles. Well, how could you wind up uh, crashing in Hawaii? Well, it, the, you clearly don't really watch the show. <laughs> you were heading for Los Angeles. From uh, from Australia to Los Angeles, oh, and it went a thousand miles off course. That's that's a line that's been said several times on the show. <laughs> With a thousand miles, miles off course. Oh my gosh! Yes. Now, are you are you uh, reaching the final thrilling conclusion of this season's uh, shows? We're working towards it. Yeah. yeah. We're sort of in that middle part of the year where um, the show's really gotten to that place where the the tail section people and the fuselage people have have melded together, right. and it's kind of uh, Lord of the Flies in that they're very self centered and kind of going after their own things. And I think towards the end of the year, it will. Um, so a bigger outside enemy will come up against them. Of course, them you know what that outside enemy is, don't you? The, the dinosaur. <laughs> it's not a dinosaur. It is a dinosaur. It's not a dinosaur. <laughs> I know. I think we a... talked about this last time. I, I, I can't. Care. You know I it's... think it is. I think it's a crocodile, and they're in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a thousand miles off <laughs> There's clearly beaches there. It looks like a big it. crocodile. Though. <laughs> it's giant. There is going to be something, though, at the end of all this, right? Yeah, absolutely. All absolutely. Right. Okay. I, I, there is definitely a final resolution to this story, and it's going to be fun getting there. Now, of course, you settle down. You're a married man. You've got yes. uh, children. I've got an eight-year-old daughter and a four-year-old son. Uh-huh. Oh, and how nice. do they all like living in Hawaii? They love it. They're, oh. they're very, very happy there. Um, we've been looking for a way to get out of Los Angeles, actually, for a few years. I mean, we'd lived there for nine years, and um, growing up in Wyoming, I wanted to give my kids an opportunity to, to be out in the country a little bit more. Yeah. Hawaii's definitely given them the opportunity to, to be outside more, be in wonderfully warm water, and um, it's been really well, it great. A welcome like change for us. Sounds yes. like fun. We'll be right back with that Fox. What is this, throwback loss? <laughs> <laughs> uh... No, that, that's all about the button and this big sort of philosophical, you know, faith versus reason argument that's going on between uh, the, the characters Jack and Locke. And, and so uh, you have reason? Uh, yeah, Jack is all about logic and, and reason, oh. and, and Locke is much more, right. uh, you know, a man of faith and believes that it's really important for them to continue to press this button that, that needs to be pressed 100, every 108 minutes. So. How come 
everybody on the plane is attractive. <laughs> I've been on planes lately, to... and nobody is attractive. <laughs> I'm the only one attractive. <laughs> is there one show where someone else is going to die? <laughs> Because we that's what we're that. all waiting for. He wants someone to die. Every yeah. couple of like weeks, the dinosaur should come back and snatch somebody up. <laughs> yeah. I, we, we cut, last year, it got leaked out that there were going to be some characters that, that perished on the show. Of course. And, People are tired of no, this logic versus reason. No, Who cares? <laughs> Give me a dinosaur gobbling somebody up. <laughs> I, I, I do think it's important to the show that we that we have people perish because you know we've we've we've, we've created this island right. that has right. some serious but danger on it. But they have to be minor people. people no, 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 you know, no, no. I think people that, that just show up and get eaten that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we want some Extras. blood and guts in this thing. Now, look, in case you don't know what we're talking about, and I certainly don't. Um, <laughs> This show is one of the biggest hits on television, and it all started with a two-hour pilot, and it airs tonight. They're repeating the pilot. Oh, that's fine. You've got to watch it. I'm going to watch tonight, and I'm going to take notes. You know they should make it a requirement that you watch the show that you're going to interview somebody okay, for. Okay, you don't what? have to watch it, but you should... You know, he, they should just not give him so much coffee in the morning. He <laughs> is just saying things that should not be said. It's not... I mean, I don't think he meant to, but I'm like, oh, man, if that was me and I was an actor, I'd be like, dude, you're completely coming down on my show. You know? Like, shut up for five seconds. Wow. I guess I, that's why people love him, though. You, here's the deal. Did you hear? Did you hear the audience member in the front row just cackling yeah. away? Yeah. Did that sound like a generally speaking <laughs> guest panelist? We need to get that person on here to cackle with us. It was great. Mm-hmm. She just oh, she cracked me up. We need to get her on our show. You yeah. know what Regis would say to you? <laughs> Listen, she's on my show. <laughs> he would just like that. He too. would just like that. Uh, uh, anyway. But they have an audio department that could have really like leveled that out better than not, what I'll probably do. So, <laughs> hey, in fact, John Stewart's uh, John Stewart was hilarious. His, with Matthew Fox. Matthew Fox was on John Stewart also, and uh, he they he yelled really loud, and they just like his his audio is just like perfectly level. So anyway, um, did you get this chance to see? The- uh, no. Okay, I don't <laughs> see anything ever. Apparently. <laughs> Man, you act like you've been sick or something. You know, it was only a 24-hour virus, but apparently that affects me for the entire week. Well, let's, play go the ahead, clip. let's go ahead and play for you what happened on The Daily Show this week. Just very briefly before we get started, um, who's that guy? What are you guys doing on the island? And who are the others? And how do you get off? And is Gilligan involved in any no. way? Let's hope Gilligan's not involved. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's a pretty complicated show. and uh, I have not been watching for a little while. Did anyone survive the plane crash? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. We are we are part of the survivors. And there are other survivors the from tailies. the tail section. The tailies, exactly, exactly. Coach! <laughs> That's why they're mad. <laughs> they, all they got was the nuts and the, the ham and cheese sandwich. You guys were up front with the Sunday and the whole business. You're, that's, why you're, that's why you're surviving so well. Yeah, yeah. How many clean uh, Italian undershirts did you pack for the trip? Because you've been on the island now for two years. No, no, no. Actually, we've been on the island a lot shorter than that. It's only a couple of months. Time is condensed in the show. Each each episode only takes place over about a couple of days. So, and dude, 
You just blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the many things on the show. That, that... Is this... Now, uh, Party Five had its fans. People probably say, like, oh, I really wish you'd go with that girl, and I'm sorry about the thing. Yeah. But these fans for Lost... They're, they're intense. They pay very, very close attention. And, you know, I think they're, they're really uh, discerning fans. They, they're, they're, uh, they're desperate to know that this thing is leading somewhere. And, is um, it? Yes, it is. Because <laughs> I get the sense that this whole thing caught you guys a little by surprise. And right now that's, the writers are maybe, I don't know, that's what's the word? That's very possible. That's dancing. That's... that's <laughs> It, I think it did catch us a little bit by surprise, but I do. Uh, I know that there is um, a, th- there is a path from A to B, and there is a fil- final resolution to the show. And these things will tie together, and um, just going to have to you know be patient and enjoy the ride. Does it involve the second Darren from Bewitched? <laughs> <laughs> will it will it tie together anything from I... other? <laughs> Are no. you the kids from Lord of the Flies? What's going on? Tell me! I want to know as much as you. I don't know. I don't know. They keep us in the dark, actually, very much. They, uh... What, like your veal? What, what do you mean? They... <laughs> they just keep you in the dark? What do you mean? They tell you nothing? You're a human being! No, I like it that way. I'm, I'm as curious to see what the next script is going to bring as, as the audience is the next episode, and I look forward to those with great anticipation. How, do, they, do they tell you, like, this thing can run for six years, or they, they say to you, like, we're wrapping it up next week, pack your bags? No, no. Well, that's going to be interesting, actually, to see that sort of uh, art versus commerce struggle that's going to happen with the show. I mean, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, hopefully the story will, will take as long as it should take to tell, and, and that it won't be sort of drawn out for, for many, many jillions of episodes. But we'll The see. last show that I remember doing this and sort of capturing this kind of, and, and I think Lost actually has done it even to a larger extent, was Twin Peaks. And, like, literally, like, nine months into it, you knew it was over when, like, a midget popped out of a cherry pie. And then, like, <laughs> they went and do a dance, and then, like, a German guy swimming in a cup of coffee. And you're just like, it's a new version this, of this guy just shark. doesn't yeah. know what he's doing. <laughs> no. They, These guys really have a plan. Yes. Damon Lindelof, J.J. Uh, Abrams, Carlton Cuse. These guys are doing, I mean, it's a beast of a show. I mean, it's, it's big. It's big. And, it, you know, it's got a huge cast and, and the backstory. And, and getting everything. bigger. And, and getting bigger and getting smaller. I mean, yeah, and some people, you know, people the other are, people keep he, taking people, and yeah. I'm waiting for the wingies. They're going to be the people that were sitting on the wing. You know, we're like, <laughs> whenever they got to throw something no. in there, they're like, oh, look, it's the rafties, <laughs> the people that were in rafts. And no, I think we're done with the tailies and the, and the regular fuselages. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, uh, all right, and then you're in Hawaii. Right, we got to go on the thing, but all right. Lost Airs Wednesday nights at 9 o'clock on ABC. Uh, TiVo it and watch it frame by frame. You'll pick things up. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I should have, I should have seen that. Uh, yeah, you should have. I mean, Gracie's mom was kind enough to put that, that out there in the news section of her forum. And oh gosh, you're in trouble. I know. I can't so do anything trouble. right at all. In fact, you know what? Uh, I think you owe uh, Kim an apology because uh, oh I've... no, now let's let me just go on record and say that <laughs> I was totally wrong about the whole non getting emails from Kim, aka Gracie's mom. Okay, and she let me know it. <laughs> She definitely let me know it through email. So, Kim. Well, you gave her such a hard time. I know. really did. Well, she gave me one right back. Okay. We have okay. this relationship to where we're sarcastic. So. Okay, good. Kim, you know I love you. Very Sorry. Good. Uh, matter of fact, Kim's officially on the Generally Speaking staff now. I know. She has That's been... why she keeps telling me that I better watch my back. Yeah. She, she, is, yeah. she is our research and development department. And she is also <laughs> our 
our forum administrator. Yeah. For those of you guys that didn't know it, uh, we are officially shutting off the comment section of the show notes for Generally Speaking. And uh, throughout the show notes, when I bring up listener polls or discussions or things of that nature, uh, there'll be links in the show notes to certain portions of the forum. And uh, I'll be putting some uh, a new button on the website for people to be able to go to the forum directly and, and things of that nature. So we really want to invite and encourage all of our listeners to check out the Lost Forum at Ravenscraft.org. It's so fun. Especially now that we got all the new smileys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where Rachel them. lives for the smileys. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, check out the forum. I'll tell you what, we do have uh, uh, quite a bit of listener feedback, and since we're short on content regarding new episode, I figure we're going to have a listener commentathon. Javale, Javale is here. Alrighty, we do have quite a bit of uh, listener feedback. In fact, Rachel, I don't know if you had heard about this, but we have a brand new listener from Kentucky. Shut up! Yeah, seriously. And not only that, but guess where this person's from in Kentucky? Hebron, Kentucky. Is that somebody we know? It, I think it is. Who is it? it? They actually live on our same street. Shut up! Yeah, Who it's is Stephanie. It? Oh my god. <laughs> See? Man, I told you she would react that way, didn't I? Not that I don't love you as a listener and everything, but oh, that was just wrong. Well, you have enough. You could have saw your face. Yeah, that was cute. That was good. Forget it. But no, Stephanie did. She listened for the first time, and and she somewhat enjoyed the show. Tied me up and and gagged me and put me on the couch and made me listen. She left us a bad review on iTunes. Told me I was egotistical. (laughs) I did not. I know. Man, you really had my hopes up. No, really. We do have a new listener, but this gentleman didn't say he was from Kentucky, although he could be. Hi there. I made a new listener to your podcast. I have never listened before. Can you explain what the Dharma Initiative is? Well, that was a pretty short, brief audio comment. Rachel, you want to take a stab at that? No. I called uh, (laughs) Dr. Candle up on Skype. And uh, I recorded our conversation. And so I basically said, hey, uh, Dr. Campbell, can you tell us a little bit about the Dharma Initiative? And this is what he said. The Dharma Initiative was created in 1970 and is the brainchild of Gerald and Karen DeGroote, two doctoral candidates at the University of Michigan. Following in the footsteps of visionaries such as B.F. Skinner, imagine a large-scale communal research compound where scientists and freethinkers from around the globe pursue research in meteorology, psychology, parapsychology, zoology, electromagnetism, and utopian social inclusive Danish industrialist and munitions magnate Alvar Hanso, whose financial backing made their dream of a multi-purpose social science research facility a reality. Mike D. wrote, has anyone seen the movie Ocean's Eleven, the new version with George Clooney? In it, they use a device called a pinch. For those of you who haven't seen it or don't remember, a pinch is an EMP, electromagnetic pulse. Everyone keeps talking about the whirling sound and relating it to the blast doors closing. I have another theory. I seem to remember that in the scene where Basher activates 
the pinch, the machine starts to whirl up and then abruptly stops. Then it sends out the pulse that knocks out half of Las Vegas. Sadly, I can't find my copy right now, but I'm going to verify this as soon as possible. I'm wondering if the same thing happened on the island. We will see in the next episode some ramifications of that. Here is some dialogue from Season 2, Episode 2, Adrift, after Desmond catches John in a lie about not being him. Okay, Locke. We didn't come here to hurt you, Desmond. Yeah, then why did you come? Kate, we were in a plane crash. Desmond. Were you now? And when was that? 44 days ago. 44 days? Then there's about a 10 second pause where Desmond looks puzzled. Is it possible that 44 days ago Desmond did not press the buttons in time, and entering them in as Locke did in the nick of time, and the crash was a result of a small EMP blast? This whole line of thinking leads me to other questions, like was, Des was Desmond pressing the button to help keep people off the island? In fact, making the crash an accident rather than getting them there on purpose. It's an interesting theory. Well, Mike, I tell you, I, I read that uh, comment, and I really liked that, how you pulled out the you know the fact that there was the 10-second pause about the 44 days and, and how perhaps maybe 44 days ago he did uh, almost completely you know have an incident such as the whirring noise and stuff like that. Maybe he's a, he had gone for the last 44 days thinking that, that oh, okay, everything must be fine because nothing serious has happened. And then all of a sudden, when he hears that 44 days ago, uh, there was the plane crash that, oh my gosh, what did I do? And now he, not only that, now he is certain that something's going to happen because of what she said. And that's why he's so eager to get out of the, the hatch. But, but he's still out there on the island somewhere. Are yes. we ever going to see Desmond again? Because it, it was a confused look. It wasn't really like a, oh crap, look. Yeah. So... <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking that if I thought, if I'm putting that in, 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 in my head, I'm not going to think, hmm. Now, I'm thinking, oh crap, that was 44 days ago when I messed that up and I caused the people to crash here. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't know. I, did, I, I haven't gone back and looked at that. I haven't either. I'm just going by what he said. Yeah. Uh, well, the only thing, Mike, is that, you know, that kind of goes against my whole theory that, that, uh, that I'm personally holding on to right now for the moment that Desmond is a part of the others or the Dharma project so anyway uh, but it's it's a it's very it's well ex, thought out it's, it's a thought very well out. thought out uh and and that's exactly how fanatical we need to be when we're actually watching this show and, and stuff so <laughs> watch it frame by frame you'll catch something <laughs> i love isn't that great uh, tivo it and watch it frame by frame you'll pick things up you'll pick things <laughs> I, I love that <laughs> rachel will you go ahead and read the scribe music show comment from trevor okay Okay, it says, Hey guys, I plugged your show on my podcast this week. I was getting my listeners a look at some of my favorite, and yours is one of them. You're doing a great job. I love how comfortable your show flows. I feel like I'm right there in your living room talking about the show after we watched it. I can't tell you how much I hated Sawyer after last week's show. But after this week's show, my attention is refocused on my extreme satisfaction with Saeed. I'm not saying that I love people being tortured. I'm just saying that I, that the situation on the island is getting real and un unstable. I do think that Saeed was doing an unnecessary evil. What about Saeed's looks at Charlie at the end? He knows. Saeed knows what's going on with Charlie. I think he even knows what Charlie did. Thanks for your hard work. God bless. Stephanie, I played this uh, scribe music show for her. 
Which I really liked his show, by the way. Yeah, it's 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 a kind of a unpublished uh, pod safe music of Christian music, and mm-hmm. it happens to be a, a good deal of Christian uh, worship style music, and and uh, the two songs leading up to the point where he talks about our podcast uh, were very good acoustical worship songs, and and uh, you guys should check out Trevor's uh, Scribe Music Show mm-hmm. podcast, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes. But, uh, yeah, anyway, thank you very much, Trevor. Uh, we got an audio comment from Dawn in California. Hi, um, Stephanie, Rachel, and Cliff. My name is Dawn, and I'm calling from California. Anyway, I wanted to call because I wanted to say, Rachel, I hope you feel better soon. And I also want to say I really like you guys' show. It's very funny. But I was calling to leave um, an observation that I made. Um I'm not sure if I was imagining things, but if you go back to the season one DVDs and you're watching the episode after Charlie shoots Ethan, um, Hurley and Charlie are burying Ethan, and there's this shot as they're, like, digging the hole, I suppose, that shows Ethan lying down, and you can see his hand, like, on his stomach or his chest, Anyway, I was sitting there watching that, totally, like, expecting that his hand was going to move. I was like, oh, my gosh, is his hand going to move? Anyway, his hand didn't move, but it totally looked like his chest was moving up and down as if he was breathing. Anyway, the only reason I bring this up is because you guys were talking about how Ethan is listed to be on the coming up shows, and I wondered, you know, maybe Ethan's not dead. Um, That leads me to wonder if... If Ethan's not dead, maybe he wasn't human because he was shot so much. Maybe he was just wearing a bulletproof vest. I don't know. Anyway, that's my little thought, my little observation for how Ethan might come back on the show. Anyway, have a great show and keep up the good work. Bye. Dawn, thank you very much for your call. Um, In fact, guys, I've heard quite a bit about the Ethan was still breathing after. Have you heard that? Yeah, but I haven't gone back and actually checked it out. I would I would happen to believe with as many comments that I've received in the places that I've read it, I would have to say she's probably correct, and and I'll just assume that yes, his hands laying on his chest and there you see breathing. Unfortunately, though, I think I'm going to just have to attribute to that to the fact that the actor was still alive when they actually showed back. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I was going to say, what do you expect him to do? Hold his breath for five minutes? Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I do, I'm hoping that Ethan is just in Claire's flashbacks next week. Yeah. Not, not that he's actually back. Not that he's actually back. Okay, so Charlie shot him a lot, a whole lot. All right, well, we've got another uh, comment uh, from Jeff in Buffalo, New York. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, and Rachel, this is Jeff from Buffalo, New York. Hey, I love the show, and I download it each week and share your podcast with uh, my friends each week. Hey, uh, just a couple of questions, a few questions and thoughts. Uh, this week they'll be re-airing the pilot episode. And uh, I'm sure this is to uh, draw more uh, lost viewers in and to bring them up to speed, uh, possibly because of the Olympics. But do you think that there are other reasons? Maybe there's something critical in the pilot episode that we need to know, maybe a big reveal. Um, I heard on the official podcast they were going to reveal at some point this season what caused the plane to crash. Uh, Another thought, uh, Sawyer now has dirt on Charlie and Hurley. Do you think in the future, in a future show, that he will force them somehow to do his bidding under a threat of blackmail? Uh, another thought, what do you think of 
that the cliffhanger might be for the end of season two. Um, the, the hatch numbers have already counted down to zero, so we've, we've seen that happen. Maybe Walt comes back, but that kind of happened. Uh, he was abducted at the last uh, end of last season, but maybe a main character is going to die, or maybe the impending war with the others, or maybe a mole will be revealed. Uh, what do you think? Love to hear your thoughts. Hey, keep up the good work. And, uh, by the way, pass me a bucket of ranch dressing. Uh, I've got a craving all of a sudden. Thanks a lot. Later. Bye. Jeff, thank you very much uh, for your comments. Uh, regarding the the big reveal in um, the pilot uh, episodes one and two, I don't know that they were actually really going for uh, saying, hey, you guys need to check this out again, because I think they know that diehard Lost fans have watched that quite a few times. Uh, in fact, there are some people that say that there's a Dharma logo on the plane, and, and <laughs> they obviously have done a half a frame by frame uh, review of it, and and uh, there. Have the, you seen that though? What the picture of that? Yeah, and I don't know if it's doctored or what. I but don't I, know either. I, but I, it's I've cool. gone back and is I it? haven't been able to find it myself, so I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's, it's on not. the fuselage. Yeah. If I find it, I'll send it to you. Okay. It's pretty cool. Right. So if you if if you do find it, just let me know, and I'll put okay. it in the show notes. But I don't know. I, I I definitely don't think that they're trying to do anything. I think they were looking for something to fill in this fill in this week, and. Mm-hmm thought that this would be a good thing to throw out there for some people who are trying to get into the show. But Regis kind of said, and Kelly, they kind of said, hey, if you watch this, maybe we'll get an overview of everything that's going on in the island. It's like, yeah. hello. So much has happened. That, yeah. Yeah. So that's why you definitely need the uh, summer review of uh, seasons one that's and two right. at mm-hmm. the end of this season with Cliff and Stephanie and Rachel. <clears throat> Speaking of seasons ending, he, he asked what we thought the cliffhanger would be. Yeah, what do you think? I don't know. I'm thinking it's got to be. I I would hope that we would find out more about Walt before then. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's well, like, we're supposed to. I think. I know. Are we supposed to before then, or are we supposed to just no, by the I season think, end? I think by. We're spo- No, by the end of this season, the end we will know season, what happened with Walt. Yeah, okay. that's what that's it a said. definite. I don't so know. By the end of the season, we will also know what caused the plane to crash. Okay. Um. Yeah. However, you know, I, I don't know that it'll be another Walt cliffhanger. I mean, he's already got season one cliffhanger. Uh, right. We had the hatch, you know, what's inside the hatch was the season one cliffhanger. And both of those, it's gonna man. Be, it's it, going to be the war. Oh, maybe. I, yeah, the that's a good, good idea. That's a good thought, yeah. war between the others. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. That's, I mean, that's a good thought. I didn't think about that, but that could be definitely. Yeah. I don't know. Because Saeed be brought it on last yeah. week. Saeed's ready. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Linda H. Stephanie, you want to read that one? Okay. Yeah. Linda H. writes, You now have me hooked on Lost. I met Stephanie and Cliff this summer on a company incentive trip. I would check your website periodically, enjoying your Christian posts and checking out what books you were reading. I never watched Lost before. Reading your posts made me want to see what was so great about this show. Over Christmas, I watched season one and then started listening to your podcast. I'm amazed at Cliff. He not only is an insurance agent, he is a very successful insurance agent. He is a pastor and then takes the time to do, to do this great podcast for us. I really appreciate your time and talent and look forward to it every week. I didn't get to talk to Stephanie as much on vacation because she was busy with your newborn daughter. Wow, what a great personality. She makes me smile and giggle. Thanks and God bless. She wasn't talking about you. She was talking about McKenna. You know, McKenna's sure. been on a couple times, so it could be McKenna that, that, that makes be. her. So, yeah. Uh, what a great... <laughs> 
She just reminded me of that vacation. Yeah. It was great. What an awesome vacation. It was a great vacation. We went to Exuma, Exuma. Bahamas. Great Exuma, Bahamas. Great Exuma. I don't remember that at all. With a 10-week-old. We love Grange Life Insurance. <laughs> Thanks, Linda. I have Grange Life Insurance. I know. You yes, do? Yes, you do. Through a great agent. I know. Who's your agent, by the way? <laughs> you helped us go on our trip. He reeled me in. <laughs> he rocks. Linda will hopefully see you in Disney this Maybe year. there, yeah. We did get another voicemail, and this one's going to blow you guys away. Hey, Cliff. My name is Joe Fiorini. I live in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I actually heard you on Father Roderick's Daily Breakfast the other day, and your name sounded very familiar, and after I thought about it, I realized that I believe you, I came across your name while searching one day for Jack Lilly Insurance. Jack Lilly is my insurance agent, and I thought it was beyond amazing to actually hear a familiar name on podcast of a priest from the Netherlands. So anyway, I just had to tell you the amazing coincidence. I haven't listened to your podcast yet, but I'm actually about to today because my fiance and I are big fans of Lost, and I'm really looking forward to listening to hear what you have to say on the last episode. Anyway, uh, take it easy, and I'm looking forward to hearing your show. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay, I didn't know it was a podcast about how great you were and how much insurance everybody loves. What's that about? I'm going to do what's up with that segment right now. So I can't wait to get, Go to ahead. get a comment from Joe Aww. next week telling us what he, what he thought about our show. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, but call yeah, us back again cool. and let us know what you thought about our show. Pretty cool. Yeah. In fact, I called Joe the other night. Uh-huh. And, and it, it, here's the deal. Did you do go look his phone number up in your file? I did. <laughs> he says, I'm a client of Jack Lilly Insurance. Like, well, or he said, Jack Lilly's my agent. And of course, you know, right. that makes me his agent as well. So, uh, yeah, I called him up and we talked for about an hour on the phone and it was pretty exciting. But what happened, Rachel, you weren't here last week, so you didn't hear us talk about the Catholic Insider or Dr. or Father Roderick. Uh, he's I saw a, it on the on the so, Yeah, so you saw it, and uh, he plugged our show, and of course he he played a uh, audio comment that I had sent into him. He is a priest in the Netherlands who has people listening all over the world, and one of my clients who has never who has never really personally met me because he he's a client through his father. Mick Fiorini, who happened to wrestle with my dad in high school. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, how wild, how small is this world? And so, and then, and then he hears me on a podcast from the Netherlands, and then is directed to my site, and then here's our podcast. And oh gosh, what, how crazy! Is wow. That? But the rest of these, nobody, nobody else here knows me, and they're not affiliated with uh, as a client. I'm not like paying my clients to call in. Sure, you're not. How many was that? How many comments did we get about that? All right. So one wasn't his client. We just met him on an incentive trip. Yeah, he spotted her a little something, something to get her to say something. Something, something to say <laughs> something. Something, something to say something. All right, Rachel, why don't you tell us what TJ wrote? He writes on the Oceanic website. They found this. Go here. And it's a uh, link, wikipedia.org. Yeah. And we'll post that. Yeah, we'll post that. Then scroll down to the monster section and click on image. It is a description of the monster. It says, huge, Michael and, oh, not Michael. <laughs> you don't read, do you? Shut up. <laughs> I didn't do bad on the last one. <laughs> huge, mechanical and biological, godlike and profane, a massive, multi-tentacled robotic beast Resembling a... No, see, these are hard words for me. <laughs> <laughs> Resembling a primordial... Primordial... Prim, primordial. Primordial. Mapinguari. Is that right? 
I don't know. Only partially obscured in a cloud of arid smoke. I'm sorry, you guys. I botched it completely, but I don't know how to read big words. But you know what we get out of that? What? It's obviously not a dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a dinosaur. Um, the one thing is is that um, when you click on this link, and, and I, like I said, we'll put that in the show notes, it's actually a script page from season one and possibly even uh, from the pilot. So... Uh, that's available on the official website of the Oceanic Airlines, which is a Disney-owned website. So, uh, and, and it's got notes from J.J. Abrams like, no, 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 we're not talking about this yet. We're not going to give them this much. So uh, I'll tell you what, TJ, thank you very much for uh, sending that in. And, and again, we'll put that out there on the show notes uh, for people to take a look at. Stephanie, you want to read about Andy Aiken and what he wrote? Sure. Hi, Cliff. Lost is a hugely complicated show. I have so much trouble keeping track of how everyone relates to one another. I wrote a little application a while ago to keep track of how of the complicated plots called Labyrinth, which you can download, and we will post that web address in our show notes. See what you think. I found it useful. I use it mostly to try to keep track of the pre-crash connections between the survivors. Andy. You know, I've taken a look at this. I haven't it's actually... actually... Yeah, it's on there. Yeah. I, I was saying I took... It's a... in your notes, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay, so it's already in there. It's already in the show notes. But I've taken a look at this. I have not downloaded the program. Maybe. But but I guess, obviously, when you take a picture, of, take a look at the picture of what it puts out, you can see what the program is designed to do. And it has all the connections that Sawyer knew Kate's mom through the diner, who also knew... This and that and how everybody's kind of interweaved. Their lives are interweaved with one another. Yeah. And it, and it has a pretty cool looking... And it has Desmond and the girl from the photo linked with Claire and the baby. Huh. Yeah. Which, unfortunately, is a debunked theory. What? You haven't read the forum yet, have you? Our forum? Our forum. No. Yeah. There, there's a section of our forum now. It's called... Uh, it's got theories and then it's got theories that have be, been debunked. Okay. And uh, let's see here. Do What's we... debunked about it? The deal is is that Javier, I believe, uh, is one of the creative team writers, and he has a, a place where you can ask him questions. And obviously a lot of people had heard about our uh, associating the adoption lady with Desmond's lady friend in the photo, mm-hmm. and they asked if they were the same, and it's pretty clear that he answered, no, they're not. Oh, man. Yeah, but that doesn't totally take away... What, here's the deal. I mean, that, obviously, Rachel, you were the one who pointed that out, and I still think they look so close to each other. But you know what? That gave birth to the theory that Thomas was another, mm-hmm. and or was a part of Dharma anyway, and yeah. that he spent some time there, and, and that this baby is special because of the injection. So none of that has been debunked yet, but just the portion of the adoption lady is the one who uh, is in the picture with Desmond. Yeah. Unfortunately, debunked. You know, we're Could not they have perfect. gotten someone that looked a little bit less like each other? No doubt. Andy, uh, thank you very much for... <laughs> Uh, sending us a link to your program. Maybe some people will check that out, and you can take a look at it on the website. <clears throat> Read what the dude wrote. Why wasn't Hurley in first class? You'd think he could afford a first class ticket with his $156 million in the bank. Then again, after seeing what happened to the first class passengers, I'm kind of glad the island's resident dude didn't get a seat in coach. Well, dude. I think clearly that he, this whole money thing with him is, you know, I don't think that he wanted to be in first class. I think he was just like, I'm just a regular guy. It hasn't really hit me yet that I've got all this money. I don't really care about it anyway. I think he cares, but I think he really just fit in with how he always was. Right. 
you know, then... Like him saying to his best friend, promise me no- nothing will change. Right, yeah. Right. I think that's what that was about. Yeah, it, the only thing is, is it's so weird to sit there and watch him riding down the street immediately afterwards in his Hummer, you know? Yeah. But... Well, the pressure's on to spend the money. When yeah. you When you win money like that, the pressure's on to spend yeah. the money. I, I, I think Hurley's just the kind of guy that the money just doesn't get to him, you know? Yeah. I, I, and I And I think maybe he was trying to avoid... You know the fact. I mean, he's obviously not told everyone on the island about right. it. So. Just well, nobody believes believe him anyway. Yeah. 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 Dude, I just poured out my soul to you, and that's what you tell me. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> All right. The next one here is from Melissa from Greenville, South Carolina, and this is a voicemail. Hi, this is Melissa in Greenville, South Carolina. <clears throat> my husband and I have been listening to your podcast for a few weeks now, and um, one thing that struck me after last week's episode, the one of them episode. I wish I had called in in time for your podcast, but um, anyway, something just really struck me was how Saeed claimed himself as being a torturer. I think it's very interesting how various characters in the last couple of weeks have assumed some hard and fast identities. Sawyer told Kate that she runs and that he's a con, and then this most recent episode, Hurley, <clears throat> Hurley said, I'm a fat guy, I'm a fat, 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 fat guy. And then Saeed said with much confidence or conviction that he is a torturer. And I just don't know what y'all might do with that. I just think it's an interesting um, thing they might be doing to show. Side uh, out there. Bye. Alrighty. Uh, thank you very much, Melissa, for your audio comment. What do you guys think about the characters and how they're just uh, kind of settling on who they are and coming to grips with that? Well, I thought um, in the beginning, Jack says, in, in season one, in the beginning, Jack says, we all died four days ago. Right. And is giving them the opportunity to start over. But none of them seem to be able to. They're yeah. They're falling into their... Into their... Old who ways. Who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sawyer tells Kate, you know, listen, you run Icon and... A tiger doesn't change its stripes. That's right. So, you know, it, it, they do seem to be saying, listen, you know, we might be given a second chance, but... We're, they're coming to grips with Why bother? Why bother? This is who I am. You know, we can't change. So anyway, yeah, Melissa, very good thoughts there. Thanks for calling in. Uh, let's see here. Sal. Rachel, I think you're up. Sal wrote, I just realized after thinking about the last episode, did Henry Gale have a wedding ring? Therefore, I went through the entire episode to see if I could get a good picture of his hands. I discovered after going screen by screen, he did not have a wedding ring on. This may be clear evidence that he may be lying. Good catch. Very good catch. Very good. So there you go. He didn't have a wedding ring yet. Another reason to think that he might. I was already so convinced he was another that I didn't look for a wedding ring. (laughs) My husband would argue with this because he never wears his wedding ring. He can't because of his work. Oh yeah, he's not allowed to because of the railroad. Right. Well, that's because of his work. I mean, if this guy was on a hot air balloon vacation with his wife, you know, he's he's gonna be wearing his wedding ring. You know, it's kind of funny, John Stewart, going back to the whole John Stewart thing. He, Watch the, it the wingies, and he says, and, and then you, they're <laughs> the going to, hey, look, here's the rafties. <laughs> and, and Matthew Fox says, no, I think that we've got everybody with the few. It's like, hello, we've got the balloonies now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. I wanted to mention this, bring this up. It was either Gracie's mom or if it, it was Edith, one of the one of our listeners, that said in the um, on the forum that, 
they brought the thing up about the hot air balloon picture. Uh-huh. Did you did you get mm-hmm. the chance yes. to see that? Mm-hmm. Which Absolutely. I thought was really interesting because he is literally laying right in front of this picture in the hatches of a hot air balloon. Yeah, there's a picture mm-hmm. of a meadow and there's a hot air balloon up in the picture. And they're, which, they, what they're wondering is if that's where he got his entire st- fabrication of his story. Exactly. It's from this picture, which I think is interesting. Yeah, in our forum for one of them, there's some discussion out there. Is, is um, Henry Gale and other... And uh, not only, I don't know if you saw that, but there's been another post in there, or a screen capture, I believe, where there's a link to a picture where there is like a swan shaved into I the back of his too, head. Yeah. But the thing is, I'm skeptical, have not gone back and looked for that myself, but mm-hmm. that may have been photoshopped in. So don't believe everything you see right away. Uh, we'll need to confirm that before we can yeah. say, yeah, that, that's what it is. But I think there's enough overwhelming evidence out there. Uh, to, to say that he's definitely another. Let's listen to see what uh, Molly from San Antonio, Texas, has to say to us. Hi, Cliff, um, Stephanie, and Rachel. I just had an idea. Y'all had said to call um, if you have any ideas for next week's um, podcast, and I had an idea that maybe it would be interesting to do more of like a theory cast and go and evaluate all the popular theories that are out there and do some research and um, just let us know which ones the professor or which ones the producers have said are um, are valid and which ones they said are not and um, do some support for those theories and I thought that would be really interesting to do and my name is Molly calling from San Antonio, Texas. I think. Well, Molly, thank you for calling in. Uh, we did touch on a little bit of theories. We've actually pointed out the fact that one of our very own uh, original theories, for generally speaking, has been debunked, which is horrible. It's uh, so sad. <laughs> but uh, as people go to our forum, we've actually put some links out there for people that are uh, to list out the theories. And in the future, uh, I hate to f- break it to you, especially for those of you who are going to tune out on our spoiler section, uh, I can tell you that the next episode is this coming week. Uh, which is March 1st, and then we don't ep- have episode uh, 16 until March 22nd. So mm-hmm. uh, we didn't get a chance to, to put together some theories this week, but perhaps in between uh, the March 1st episode and the March 22nd episode, we might do a theory cast. So uh, fun. we'll see how that goes. So thank you for calling in. And then uh, we have, uh, let's see here, Kim's, uh, Kim's comment from Gracie's mom. Uh, another possible anagram. Another possible anagram, question mark. Henry Gale, Minnesota, and this is the entire thing, Henry Gale, comma, Minnesota, is an anagram for see an other man lying, like Ethan Rom equals other man. Yeah, there's some debate on the forum going on with this. But, you know, the th- they're thinking, oh, boy, what a stretch. You know, but I'm not sure. You know, obviously there are, you were talking about earlier that there's websites out there that have these programs that right. you can type in things and, and, uh. It brings up just hundreds. Uh, I mean. It depends on how many letters are in the name, but right. they did one. I saw one just for Henry Gale, and, of course, there wasn't anything that really made sense out of just Henry Gale. Mm-hmm. So now that we've gone and added Minnesota, which is, what is it, nine more, eight, nine more letters mm-hmm. to the, you know, Henry Gale, they're going to think of something that's going to come out of there. So Yeah, and so Henry Gale, Minnesota, if you switch and rearrange all those letters around, you can actually spell out the sentence, which is, see an other man lying. And it's all, it's pretty obvious that uh, Ethan was... Uh, Ethan Rom was another, mm-hmm. and they already used one anagram, and that was other man. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely I believe that 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 could be very valid. And so, uh, Kim, thank you very much for pointing that out. 
Melrode, I wanted to comment on this episode, one of them, because it simply was the best episode of the season thus far. I think Saeed and Dan- Danielle are both right. Henry is an other. Henry claims to have been on the island for four months. Wouldn't he notice or hear the plane crash 50-some days ago? It was a loud, messy crash, crossing over the whole island, no less. Why wouldn't he investigate to see if there were if there were survivors since he was stranded himself? And how come he hasn't run into any other inhabitants? Ethan showed up to the fuselage within a matter of days, and the and the tailees, we know what happened that first night. No, Henry crashed on the island in a huge hot air balloon with a big smiley face on it, (laughs) and nothing happened. Maybe the others were laughing too hard to terrorize and capture him. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that is my two cents. I really hate agreeing with Danielle, though. The woman needs to take a shower and stop stealing babies. (laughs) Wow. So, Mel, tell us how you really think. (laughs) That's great. So yeah, that's great. Anyway, that that Aww. that is. Some, some, I like her two cents. Yeah, her two cents makes a whole lot of sense. You know, why not come sooner to them? I mean, obviously, you would have heard a plane crashing on the other side of the island, wouldn't you think? So uh, we have another comment here via voicemail, and this is Pam from Wisconsin. Hi, this is Pam from Eau Claire, Wisconsin. I listened to your podcast today. It was awesome. I love hearing from you guys. As you were talking about Hurley reading the Evil Twin manuscript and kind of theorizing who um, the Evil Twin could be, it kind of hit me that Hurley's been committed to a mental institution, and Evil Twin kind of struck me as, well, maybe Hurley has a split personality, and maybe the Evil Twin is actually Hurley going to the dark side, and maybe the numbers trigger it. Who knows? Um, But I thought that would be an interesting theory for us to talk about. Not that I really want to see Hurley be a bad guy, because I love him just as much as you guys, but it might be something that would be pretty interesting to see happen. Thanks a lot. You guys have a great podcast, and take care. Bye. Pam, thank you very much for your uh, comment. You know, I was afraid, I'm I'm afraid they're going to do something horrible with Hurley, and I just so don't want them to do something evil with him, but if they did a twin... If he had a twin, I could handle that. <laughs> you know, but Hurley having a split personality, I, I don't know, man. I, I just don't want to have anything bad uh, go on with Hurley. I, I, I always want to like him. But uh, we know the writers don't, they're just not too keen on us feeling the same way about characters all yeah. the way through the show. So, anyway, Molly H. Uh, no written, show is. That's right. No show is. Molly H., who's up? Stephanie and Rachel. Just wanted to pause just there Steph. because there was no Cliff mentioned. <laughs> I was wondering if we have any concrete proof that Danielle is is not an other. Just This just crossed my mind today. I'm not saying she is, but I'm just wondering why no one has ever questioned her otherness. Any idea or concrete proof? Thanks for all you do. And I've actually been corresponding a little bit back and forth with Molly about this, and she's got some pretty good reasons why she thinks that Danielle could be another, and I'm having a hard time finding reasons why Danielle couldn't be another. You know, the more that she, that I've been talking to her, and um, th- th- there's a big post on this on our on our form if you guys want to check it out and really see a little bit of depth and, and more into it. Um, but I don't. There's really not any proof that she's not an other besides the fact that she told us that she wasn't, and she was always looking for others. Right. Because they supposedly took, took her, her child, child, but 
my theory and Molly's idea here is that what if she was always with the others and just made this big fabrication up? What if she really never lost her child? This was just her idea to get the baby away from the the losties and you know all this stuff. I don't really know, but I think it's it's pretty cool to because I never really sat back and thought. I just kind of went with it, like you know she's not an other, you know, because she's so scared of them. Yeah. But she's just as nuts as the next one, so she's too crazy to be another. <laughs> no. They're all crazy. But seriously, the um, <clears throat> Mr. Friendly was he was very um, he was the, very focused and straightforward. With yeah, what he had to thank say. you. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, he was and, he was fo- and she hasn't put one focused thought together the entire time she's been on the show. Besides shooting Henry L in the back, that seemed pretty focused to me. He yeah. was focused. <laughs> If I wanted if to kill, kill him, him, I would. I would. <laughs> that was like, focused. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you very much, Molly, for your comment. All right, Kevin B. I'll read this one. I really like the Wizard of Oz connection to the new mystery man, Henry Gale. Literature plays such a huge part of the show. Maybe we'll see a copy of L. Frank Baum's masterpiece on the island. Remember the concept of the book was that there is a great and powerful wizard making impossible things happen and that making wishes come true for a group of people who worshipped him. The wizard turned out to be a simple man from Kansas who arrived in Oz by accident. He created the illusion of a great and powerful wizard with a bunch of theatrics and props and hid behind a curtain pulling switches and pushing buttons. The miracles, getting courage, a brain, and a heart, etc., actually came from within the person themselves, not from the wizard. Hmm, does any of that sound familiar? That is I, a like, good, I yeah. like this one, too. I like that. Um, didn't see it coming. I mean, of course, we wouldn't until Henry Yeo got there, but I like it. I think that's really... Very clever for yeah. someone to sit there. Because, I mean, Henry Gale, yeah, I'm thinking Gale, Dorothy Gale. But I wasn't, I wouldn't have ever thought about the whole wizard behind the curtain. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's a real, I really like that theory, too. Very good connection. Does that mean there's some wizard that's pulling Mr. Friendly's chains, too? <laughs> Maybe he is the wizard. He could be the wonderful wizard of With his theatrics and the lights coming on, you know? Yeah. All right, Michelle wrote... I've got an interesting theory on Henry Gale. I, in fact, don't believe that he's another... I think that he's Desmond's replacement. Desmond said that his replacement was five months late, and this guy said he's been on the island for approximately four months. The numbers are pretty close. It would make sense that he got lost somehow and couldn't find the hatch, and he was trying to find it when he fell into Danielle's trap. It would mean he really didn't know about the others and would explain why he was so worried when he saw the clock run out. So... Maybe he really isn't an other. He's from the Dharna Initiative. To explain his story about his wife, the Dharma film said that there are supposed to be two people in the hatch to type in the numbers. Well, wife and husband make two. It might sound a little... It might sound a little out there, but I think it's too obvious for the producers to make Henry Gale an other. I know, but if he really... If that really was the case, then if and he knew he was supposed to be there in his little hot air bloom, I wouldn't he have told them that. Instead of making this big thing, we're just sailing, or you were, yeah. we're in our balloon because we just want to, and we're rich, and we have time on our hands. Like, and maybe he's trying to hide the fact that that's what he was coming out there to do, but yeah, I, it, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think he probably would have uh, fessed up the fact that, hey, I'm, I'm the replacement yeah, I'm for this hatch. Right. Yeah. I've been looking for this place right before they took off his little pinky toenail. <laughs> you think that's what it was that he took off? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so anyway... 
Uh, I'll tell you what, Stephanie, will you read the next comment? From Edit B? From Edit B. <laughs> oh, I'm not perfect, From Edith you know. B. There's a little typo on our sheet here, and I put down from Edit B. It's great. Adam Smith has a theory that that is posted on um, com. I would suggest that anyone interested in depth theories read this. We will link it to our show notes. Very good. In fact, uh, yes, I looked at it, and I'm waiting for the audio book to come out. Because <laughs> it is long, <laughs> and I have not had the opportunity to read it. the one with the comics yes. at the first beginning. I looked at that, too, and I kind of just briefly passed. I read the comics because I yeah. thought it was cool, but I didn't read all the other stuff in between just because there was so much. In the very beginning, the guy's like, I'll try to keep it short. Like, yeah. what if you wouldn't have tried? <laughs> How long would it have been then? I mean, I'm glad that he put that out there. Was, I just couldn't read it all. Yeah. So. If I had a job where, you know, like Kim, I could probably get through Kim. that day. You know? Hey, Kim, will you give us the cliff give notes us on a, that? Yeah, give us a synopsis. <laughs> somebody, somebody go to that link. We'll put the link in our show notes. But uh, somebody go to that link and record an audio of everything it says and into an MP3 file. I'll put it up on our site. And uh, we can listen to it. <laughs> we do have one final uh, voicemail I wanted to play for you guys. And this is such an awesome idea, guys. Hi, Cliff and the gang. This is Wayne from the Tuning In with Wayne Henderson podcast. Uh, calling in regarding Lost. You know, this show is really unique. and yeah, There's nothing else really like it on television. And I'm looking forward to when season two finally comes out on DVD. Uh, probably in about six months. But I thought of something, you know, there's so many great theories about what might be going on on the island. And say three or four years down the line when the show's run its course and ends up finishing, when they put out the final season on DVD, wouldn't it be cool if they have like a whole disc or two made up of six or seven different uh, alternate endings, um, each of them maybe being 20 minutes long or so, uh, a different ending for every theory that's our favorite theory, you know, whether it's the they're all dead theory or it's all a Dharma experiment theory or it's all the things that happened right before they died theory. Any of those great theories, uh, they could have a special ending for all of us and we could just pick and choose which one we like best. Just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, maybe somebody from the show's listening and will uh, pass that along to the powers that be. Talk to you later. Great podcast. Thanks. Cool. That is an That's awesome such a good idea. idea. Yeah. We, I mean, I think they should have their main one of you know what their real intentions were and what it really is. Yes. But I think that would be awesome for people to to actually be able to be like, oh, and what if it really was my theory and I was right. right the whole time? That would be that would be neat. Yeah. In fact, um, there are lots of movies out there on DVD that have alternate endings. Right. But yeah, I, I think definitely yeah. there needs to be the one that was intentional, mm-hmm. and then taking some of the really out there theories. You know, of purgatory or something of that nature. I think they should just take, like, the three that have been talked about the most. Like, that most people believe that's really what it is. Yeah. That would be cool. That would be very cool. Very cool. Wayne, I think that's an awesome idea. And perhaps maybe J.J. Abrams or Damon Lindelof or Carlton Cuse are listening right now. And and, and they may uh, actually take us up on Mm -hmm. that. So. Alrighty, just a real quick, generally speaking, update. Uh, as we've mentioned and alluded to 
often in our show tonight. Uh, we have a brand new forum, uh, which is going to be like an online community for our generally speaking listeners. And really want to encourage you to go to ravenscraft.org and uh, click on the link to the online forum and start discussing Lost with us. You can leave us feedbacks. You can leave questions for Stephanie or Rachel or myself. And also, new on our site, we have the Amazon links, uh, which is just yet another opportunity for people to contribute to our show. It really helps us out if you are going to purchase anything through Amazon to go through the link on our show. There's a, I mean, you can either take some of our product suggestions are there, or you can actually, uh, there's a search box. You can search anything that's available on Amazon. You search it through our little box on our site, and once you're on their site, anything you purchase during that session, we will get a percentage of that, uh, small percentage, but yet any little bit helps. Like I said, we definitely uh, don't want to become pod faders, and, and we we want to be able to uh, keep this show up for you guys on a weekly basis, and that's a way you could help out. And a uh, very, 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 very important announcement. If you are listening to this podcast right now as a result of downloading it from the Lost Podcasting Network... I want to speak directly to you for just a moment. We are proud members of the Lost Podcasting Network. And Lost Podcasters, we're a big, huge community. I mean, we, we're really tight with one another. And, and uh, I'm very proud to be a part of it. And uh, literally, uh, a couple thousand people listen to our show as a result of hearing about us through the Lost Podcasting Network. However, there are uh, about 3,000 people who did not get our show when it was available Friday morning. In fact, they did not get it until Monday afternoon. Wow. And uh, we had some major issues with the uh, RSS feed, and specifically with our show. The Lost Podcasting Network uses Blogger and FeedBurner, and there were some issues in with that. And so I'm just going to encourage all of our listeners not to leave the Lost Podcasting Network but if you really want to make sure that you get our show on a weekly basis, that you go and you actually subscribe to our feed individually as well. Don't mind if you uh, subscribe to both. It's not going to cost us that much more bandwidth. We actually pay for one amount, and we get unlimited amount of bandwidth. So that's not going to hurt us at all. But please, if you're listening via the Lost Podcasting Network feed, also sign up for our feed directly if you want to make sure that you get our show at as early as possible and to make sure that you don't miss an episode because I have little control over the Lost Podcasting Network setup, but I have full control over fixing things that are uh, from the ravenscraft.org feed. So, uh, again, thank you very much for allowing me to share that information with you. Please do continue to listen to the Podcasting Network. And for those of our listeners that have not heard about it, um, there's a link to it on our Generally Speaking site. Uh, anyway, we're going to move into some spoilers real quick. Just really what's coming up on Lost. All right, Rachel, why don't you tell us what's coming up uh, this coming week with maternity leave? A desperate Claire, along with Kate and Russo, attempts to return to the scene of her kidnapping where she believes she might find the cure for baby Aaron's mysterious illness. Meanwhile, Jack and Locke must keep their prisoner a secret from the rest of the survivors. You will be learning more about Claire, her baby, and Danielle in the coming weeks. And although I cannot, I cannot guarantee that nothing bad will happen to any of them without real jeopardy, 
There are no stakes in this story. And the chance that people we care about will come to harm, well, isn't that why we all keep watching in the first place? I wrote the next Claire episode along with Don Kelly, and I know I can speak for both of us when I say that we hope you enjoy it. Matt Rags at the Fuselage. Matt Rags at the Fuselage. So, Matt, yeah, I'm glad he shared that information, and so I'm interested to find out what might happen to one of our lost friends. Uh, Rachel, you you want to read the last part there? Yes. We have another new survivor. In episode 215, we'll be introduced to Jessica, 16, who is described as smart, strong, and attractive when we found on the island. She is also described as being one with nature, source secret agent man at TWOP. What's that? Uh, Television Without Pity is what that is. And actually, I believe that this may be inaccurate information. It's been out there for a while. Uh, but I don't know if they're really going to have somebody named Jessica or the 16-year-old might actually be the person, uh, Danielle's daughter, Alex. Alex. So we'll find out, I guess, this week on Lost. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. And then the next episode after that is going to be episode 16, which is called The Whole Truth. Truth. And that won't hair until March 22nd. And the reoccurring characters here will be Bernard and Rose, which we haven't seen in a while. And Henry Gale will appear, obviously. And Sun and Jin's flashback uh, will be... Oh, <clears throat> and this will be a uh, Sun and Jin flashback episode. And uh, supposedly there's going to be some kind of romantic love triangle. Hmm, that sounds interesting. That's cool. And then episode 217 is going to be called Lockdown. And the details are still sketchy on that. And it looks like that will be on March 29th. So, well, that's all we have for this week. And so uh, we want to thank everybody for listening, especially since we didn't have a uh, new episode to discuss. Hopefully uh, you've enjoyed some of the listener feedback that we've had. I know that we have. And so until next time, let's Let's get get lost. You have been listening to Generally Speaking, a podcast production of ravenscraft.org. You can make our show even better with your feedback. Send us an email to podcast at ravenscraft.org. Better yet, call our listener comment line at area code 413-521-0958. After you hear this greeting, Thank you for calling. To leave a message, please press 1. Leave your comments and questions, and please start with your name and where you're calling from. This podcast is made possible with the generous support of our listeners. If you would like to contribute to our commercial-free podcast, simply click the PayPal donate button on our website at ravenscraft.org. Join us next week for another edition of Generally Speaking. Thanks for listening. Uh, TiVo it and watch it frame by frame. You'll pick things up.